Hello, my name is Harriet Nakutamana and you're listening to Chit Chats with Harriet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I did not expect that. That's what happens when you're... Oh, my goodness. Will I get rest? Will I ever be successful? I swear, I'm the most clumsiest person on planet Earth. But that's the good thing about this podcast. We don't give a damn. (laughs) Anyway, welcome to my podcast. On my podcast, we talk about anything and everything that can be discussed. If you have an opinion, I have an opinion on many, many things. But if you have an issue that gives you a headache or something you just want to talk about, let me know. I will discuss it for you. If you have a friend who would also be good on the topic, let me know. This is an open forum. If you want to follow me on my Instagram, you should follow me at Harry underscore it. Um, and that I also have an Instagram for my podcast. So you can ask me all the questions I have to do. If you have something you want to say, please let me know. Um, because I think this is an opportunity for us to have a conversation. It is an opportunity for us to discuss things that, you know, matter to all of us. And even if they're stupid stuff, stupid stuff are the best stuff, man. Okay. It is what it is then. So. Before we get into this week's topic, nothing. I was going to do a weekly recap, but there's nothing to recap. I have been on break. I have been sleeping. I have been swimming. I know, I know, I know. I told you I hate the beach, but we went to a rock pool. <laughs> Close enough, I tell you. A rock pool and I cut my leg. I cut my leg. Like, I, I got a cut on my leg. And my, I told my sister, like, did I get a cut? Those, those little two weirdos were like, oh, yeah, yeah, you got nothing. Well, I got a cut on my leg and I hated it. It was an absolute nightmare and but other than that i had a really good time i've just been out in the sun i have really been enjoying being outside i don't know quarantine kind of made me like that and everyone knows me naturally i will be indoors i'm that girl who's like it's like the sun is shining i'm in my bed going hey you know it's like i'm a vampire but nowadays i'm no longer a vampire i want to be outside i want to i want to see the trees because i don't know when coronavirus is going to happen again like like have like lockdowns again and here i am stuck inside and that in the name of demonic is not happening okay no one wants that to happen anyway let's get into this week's topic because this is a really interesting one and today i don't want to i don't want to ramble i want to get things done she says rambling as she rambles on. Anyway, so I got a question from one of the listeners, yeah? And if did I mention that we have some new listeners on this? If you're a new listener and I am talking to you and you really enjoy what I'm talking about, actually, no, you haven't heard me yet, but if you really like my podcast, then you need to share it with somebody else. Let's grow this. Let's grow this, you know? Let your friends know. If you hate my podcast, I honestly feel like don't be angry alone. Why me... Misery loves company. So make sure you go share that with somebody else. And both of you guys can complain about me while you listen in the background. Ooh, I love to be background noise. It's, it will be my pleasure. Anyway, I am talking about representation. And this idea was brought to me by... It sounds like, you know, Glenn, Glenn 10 brought to you by MySpace. I, MySpace, lol. Anyway, but... It's not an ad, but I'm saying a person who was listening to the podcast um, asked me to talk about this because they wanted to know my opinion on it. And I I feel so privileged because, you know, it's what I asked for and I finally got it. So let's get into it. So we're going to be talking about representation. But first of all, to kind of give you guys a bit of an insight, I'm going to give you guys my background on what I view. I'm going to give you like... I'm going to set the tone, okay? Because English was not what I just said, but I'm going to set the tone, okay? So for me, I am 
a person who grew up watching TV. I'm low-key TV obsessed. I don't like TV shows. Don't even bother with me with that nonsense. Oh, Harriet, you need to watch this. You need to watch that. Ha, ha, ha. I don't have the time, okay? The only shows that I've ever committed to in my life were One Tree Hill, um, Merlin, and other things. You know, if you hear anything outside, let me let you know. The devil is at work, but we shall prosper, okay? But those are the shows I used to watch. When I was a child, I was obsessed with TV, unlike now. So I would watch shows like when I was really young. Yeah, Kawala Brothers, you know, Big Bear Blues. If you know that song, goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. No wonder, wonder, brothers, no wonder, color brothers, there is on its way. Uh, that's how you know you grew up, you grew up, you know, on Australian TV when you know those shows. But I grew up watching TV. I love TV. And that's kind of what inspired me to do what I do, what I hopefully will do in the future. Um, but I was obsessed with TV, but I remember watching TV and seeing nobody but me. And the closest thing to what, that looked like me was when they did those little animations. And you know what's her name? Jemima from Play School. I thought she, oh, you know, I thought she was a little ethnic. I tell you that one. She, her hair, I was like, ooh, because I used to have wool in my hair. I was like, ooh, look at her, look at her. That was the closest thing I had, and the brown bears on that show. Okay, other than that. No representation, nowhere. I used to watch Neighbours. That was my that was my show. I used to watch Neighbours, and oh my gosh, and nobody to be found to look like me. But I, grew, it was kind of normal to me, to be honest with you. I didn't expect people to look like me on TV, um, and that's because we lived in a really, you know, coastal area. And everybody here was blonde, and um, you know, just loved it. There were just there were just not that many ethnics around us here. Yeah? And by the time we got a lot of ethnics. It's 2020, you know, it's back in the day, like there wasn't many. And so I wouldn't complain about it because I was just I was wanting to be one of them. I was was like, yo, I don't even want to be African at that time. So I remember watching shows and not seeing anything, nobody that looked like me. It wasn't until my father bought Foxtel. If you do not know what Foxtel is, Foxtel is a monthly subscription. It's kind of like Netflix, but with a box. <laughs> so it's like an, it's like an antenna that allows you to watch like uh, uh, American TV um, and all these American networks without, um, by paying, you pay like a monthly fee like Netflix, but it's more, um, I don't know. It's like more like TV, but more channels. It's really, really good. It was really good at the time. And when we had Netflix, that was the first time we started watching shows like That's So Rave and Proud Family. It's when I started seeing people who looked like me. They had movies on there all the time. That was the first time I saw a black superhero. Chadwick was not my first black superhero, people. It was Hancock, I think. Imagine if I said it wrong. Hancock, I think, was the... was. It was a movie about Will Smith, yeah, where he is a superhero. He starts off as a drug lord, and then and then he becomes like a super. That's the moment I knew. That's the moment I knew Will Smith for the win. Okay, and the thing is, yeah, I remember watching that movie and seeing Will Smith become a superhero, have superpowers, because that's my kind of genre. If it's not romantic comedies, I need some superpowers. I need someone to be blown up. I need to see, you know, a little mister like people from different worlds. You know, besides the what's it called. Uh, was uh, men in black? Uh uh-uh. uh. I said I want to see people from other world. I didn't say I want to see aliens like that on Earth. Mm-mm. It grosses me out. Okay, that was. Ugh. 
let's not talk about that. But that was the first time I started seeing all these shows and I would watch all these movies with women of colour and they were not represented in the best way. Like, back in the day, barely, like, there would always be the nagging, um, the nagging dark-skinned lady who would nag her, her man until he found an, a beautiful light-skinned girl. Oh, my Lord. If you want to hear about me talk about colourism, look how passionate I got almost... Almost killed myself. But the thing is, it's if you want to hear me talk about colorism, I have a podcast on that. If that's what you, you want me to talk about. But today we're talking about representation and the need to have representation on Australian TV. For me, representation is important. And our TV system, I'm not the only person who sees this. It's evidence has been sto- articles for years talking about the lack of of representation, the lack of diversity on Australian TV. And so I have an article. Yeah. We're learning things today. You see, I'm not dumb today. You know, sometimes I be reading. Anyway, um, on if you want to look it up, it's by it's by uh, Screen Australia. I will. I if you want me to give you the link to the story, let me. It's not really a story. It's like an article. If you want me to send you. Um, the link to the article so you can read the whole thing by yourself. Please let me know on my Instagram and I will send you the link. But um, they they published an article called um, "Seeing Ourselves" and it was talking about the lack of diversity within Australia and the and the you know the the population how how for example the population did not. Mm, what's the word? They can't think. It's the way how when we saw what we see on TV did not represent the world that we see outside okay and this was it it says um that 32 percent of australians have had a second generation background um you know compared to to 18 percent of main characters in tv dramas for the last five years people from european backgrounds such as greeks or italians and from non-european backgrounds such as asians africans or middle eastern were significantly significant yeah 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 do you know that's one of the words that give me a headache? Significantly, okay, significantly underrepresented. 6% of characters were identified as from non-European backgrounds. From, or not from non, let me read that again. 6% of Australian, of, oh, Jesus of Nazareth. 6% of characters were identified as from European backgrounds compared to the 12% of the population. That's what we want, okay? I don't know why I was reading, trying to give the morale. You know, they, they don't deserve it. Another point, it says 7% of characters were from non, non-European backgrounds. You see, I switch things. That's what happens when you, when you don't wear glasses. Um, 7, 7% of characters were from non-European backgrounds compared to 17% of the population. People, do you understand those numbers? Those numbers are not, they're not small, small things, yeah? They're big, big numbers. And that's the truth. Like, I remember watching, watching... All the shows like on 10 and all this other stuff. And nobody, you see, it's kind of problematic when the only person in the background is an Asian or someone, something. And if you go anywhere in Australia, yeah, the amount of people, the the amount of diversity that we have is ridiculous. And it's not a representation only of people of color. How about indigenous people as well? You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, this is, you know... This is Australian land, you know, this is indigenous land and all this other stuff. I've been kind of researching a lot of stuff like that. And I think that as a person of color, I think it's very important to realize that for me, I, I can go to Burundi. I can always go to my country and see people who look like me. But it is very, it's, I find it really hard to have people who, um, you know, or, or 
to ha to own a land and have that land no barely like show you as though you you don't like you're an afterthought in my eyes well that's what i think you don't come find me then but the truth is growing up i never saw people who looked like me i remember i watched um blue water high if anyone knows this my god this is really doing something blue water high there was a in second season there was an there was an uh, an islander girl um you know, I think she was to, to, um, Torres Strait Islander, and I don't know, but that's what I read about her. But she she was there as one of the love interests. That was her first time. You know how many times I watched I watched the series just to see that girl flourish, just to see her prosper. And even the shows that we had, we had like um, Dance Academy. They had one one Asian guy in the in Sydney, in Sydney, folks, in Sydney. You know, Guru and they had one black guy. One black guy in there, and he came. Barely, barely we barely saw him. No character. The amount, they, the thing is that they will do the bare minimum. The bare minimum just for people of color, just for people of, of like, you know, from different ethnicities. And the reason I'm passionate about this is because for me, growing up, if you don't know, I've probably spoken about this before, like I do everything. Growing up, we... Every person was like, if you if you want to be successful as a black person, you literally have to be a doctor, lawyer, you know, something in the medical field or in the, you know, in the political field. Like you really could not be someone who was doing entertainment or doing stuff that was cool, like fun, besides besides being an athlete. And you know, good and well, I can't run or walk. I can't, I can be, I fell, I fell over on flat ground. What you going to do giving me obstacles to pass, okay? And the thing is, it's like, they were, it was either, it's either you had to be really excelling in a sport or you had to be really academically smart. And where does that leave us, okay? When I say us, if you feel, if you know you ain't smart enough to be a doctor, join the club, baby, join. And some people were smart enough to do it, but they just didn't want to do it. And they kind of feel pressured to be in those traditional roles. Just because your father is a lawyer doesn't mean you have to be a lawyer. You know, I feel like that's really, it makes people, because the thing is, the more, the less people of color are, into, are even wanting to be entertainment, the less stories we have to tell. That's when you have the constant, like, uh, like one African person or one black person or one indigenous play, person playing the same role again, because they ain't got no, there's no people, there's either, it's really, there's no people auditioning to be in those roles, and they which is even worse. This is, the, this is where the problem starts. When you don't write stories for people of color, there is no way that they can be represented. That is why it's important. If you're a person who wants to see people on TV, you have to be a writer. You know, Issa Rae is one of, my, is one of the people that I look at and I'm like, wow, she's an inspiration for us all. Because she, go, she saw that there was a missing market. She, didn't, she just went and started writing her own thing. She started off on YouTube. And the thing is, is like, if we want to see people of color, if we want to see people of anything, you don't have to be of color to listen to this podcast be like but it's good to understand in the world that it's harder for people who don't who who come from different eth, um, eth, uh, jesus different backgrounds for them to have roles and and for them to have their stories told and this is the thing like when i was growing up we watched nigerian movies that's the closest we got and then we started watching tanzanian films Rest in peace, Stephen Kanumba. But the thing is, like, it was, we were watching Nigerian films, even though we're not a Nigerian family. And then we started watching Ghanaian films. If you know, if you know Beyonce vs. Rihanna, I see you. If you know, what's that song? You know, if you know, if you know this song, let me know. 
Love so unfair. Where's that from? Let me know. Let me know because I know. I bet you can't. Do you know how many movies I've watched? Every time I feel like I'm slightly confused, or like every time I want, I want to watch something slightly ghetto, watch something slightly dramatic, acting not that great. I tell you, Nollywood for the win. And the truth is, even though their their acting was not as the quality that it is in like when you watch uh, a movie, an Australian TV show or, or an Australian movie or Western movie, because those people look like me, I felt like they were doing a great job, and I related to their stories, even though their stories probably had nothing to do with me. Because first of all, I hadn't been witchcraft, and second of all, I did not want to kill my sister, and I did not have an evil mother. Okay, like has anyone watched that movie? Anyway. But growing up, those were the things that I saw. Growing up, those were the things I was exposed to. And that's why sometimes my accent will go either left, right or center because I have so many things that influence me and because I'm the type of person, when I was younger, I would sit and watch TV and recite what people were saying. And low-key, that's how I learn. I learn from, like, if I really want to learn about something, I have to go and experience it. I have to be around it enough. And then for me, my brain, you know, automatically starts, like, copying it or, like, starts, you know, imitating it. I would, you know, I... They always say that imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Like, for me, if I like something, I will imitate it. I'm, I'm not trying to be it. Of course, I will, I, will, I will mold it to my personality. But when I was younger and trying so hard to fit in at school, when everybody knew, they didn't know what African people were like, so they would stereotype me into this African-American. They'd be like, yeah, you like watermelon? Who? But then ask us this question. Who doesn't like watermelon? It's not a black thing. It's a human thing. Hello? And second of all, who doesn't like chicken? Unless you're vegetarian or vegan, that's your own. Go eat a plant, like go have a plant or some, a plant or um, you know, a br- mushroom. But the thing is, for the rest of us who eat chicken, yeah. But no offense to, by no means do I'm not trying to offend those people who are vegan. Enjoy, enjoy your broccoli, girl. You better dip it in some sauce. But I'm saying for most people who eat meat, isn't chicken the best choice? Like chicken is so nice. It's it's very enjoyable. It's very delicious. But the thing is, growing up, I would really conform to these stereotypes because for me, I didn't have nothing, like, I didn't have any, they were the things that I saw. And that people only saw me as that. And because I was the only representation that they had of black people, because even now, if I see another ad with a black person with a fly flying over their head, not every day, and the thing is, this fly doesn't move. Like, this fly is always, it's like, you know when you hit a fly, how it moves? This fly is sitting there with the child with the booger, and their shirt is ripped, and they look well, well near dead. You know good and well, even if black people are poor, even though Africans might be poor, they are clean, okay? They are clean. They have their ugly dresses, but their dresses are clean to the best of their capacity. Black people do not be playing with mess. My mom, when I was younger, she would always try to make... Even though we lived in a very bad area, we were clean. Like, we looked clean. And there was no... If those kids had flies on them, it was rarely... It was like a small percentage of kids in that place. But, of course, that's the representation. When you turn on the TV, it's a child with a fly. People was like, ha-ha. Every time it was summer... Listen to this, stupidity. Every time it was summer, people were like, ah, Harriet, the flies really like you. Let me tell you, whoever said those jokes, may the Lord see you and give you what you deserve. Because, hello, but that was true. That's what they saw. And so for me growing up, I, I know a lot of people who are like, Harriet, yeah, you could, yo, you could be in politics. You could do, okay. And I said, no, like, like I know even now, like I read this, I saw this thing about this lady, um, you know, there are not many female politicians yet. And the ones that are there, 
are ridiculed. They literally called out of their name. They literally made, t- they really literally diminished all the time just because sometimes they do make, some of them be making bad policies now. Don't, don't go crazy. I'm not saying that they're best politicians, but I'm saying like give the same energy you give to the to the male politicians to the same women politicians. But the thing is, there has to be more female politicians. There has to be more female judges. There has to be more fem- female um, females in power. There has to be more th- because, for example, because if people grow up seeing women being able to to be in a space and speak for voices and speak for their gender, it becomes normal. They normalize that. It's the same way as people of color. The more that we we make stories that reflect our world because the truth is the reason why insecure is so famous is because insecurity is about that awkward black girl that awkward girl who's like what to do you know and that's the truth is and it even if we talk about, you know, Black Panther, which is the greatest form of representation for black people I have seen up to date. The reason why it was so successful is because it kind of told the narrative of Africans in truth. Because T'Challa, what was T'Challa doing? You may not agree, but this is what I got it from. T'Challa was trying to live up to the standard of being a great king that his, that his father needed him to be. That, that he's, like he was fighting a system. Wow, look at me. He was fighting a system that had, you know, he was fighting against these these cultural laws and cultural laws. Jesus, when's the last time I watched the film? Let me gather my thoughts. Give me a second. What I meant to say was T'Challa in the film was was becoming a king, but also had these laws and customs that were put into place that did not allow, what's his name, Killmonger, to have his rights given to him just because he was half, he was what, half Af- half African-American, which made him not come to visit. And if they probably had done that, that's why when he dies, it's like, you are wrong. Oh, I tell you. And it's like, you're wrong because the truth is, if you had brought that child there, he would have known where he came from. And make, him making him and them not sharing their resources made and not helping people of other colors, uh, other colors, of people of color were selfish for them not sharing what they had understood to promote, to, to further progress people of color all over the world, not just in Wakanda. And it's the same thing, like, that, that seems like a concept. You're like, what the hell? How does that thing? But it's true. It's like many African cultures, many African systems, like, even at home, you see that, for example, your parents will tell you to do this. Your parents, your your fathers, the fathers will be teaching. Like, women are taught at a very young age their, their roles. Like, if they don't do this, they don't. Like, it's it's a very, it's systems that are put into place that sometimes need a little bit of correction. Ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with a little bit of correction. But as we're growing up, you're going to have to tell your mom and father, I don't want to become a doctor or lawyer. And that's a lot of stuff. I know a lot of people who do courses or have degrees that they don't want to do, but because, you know, mother, daddy, wow, my child's a doctor. Well, the doctor who don't want to be a doctor, you know? Representation is important because it allows kids to look at TV, to watch TV shows and see themselves. And when you see yourself, anything becomes a possibility, you know? Because when you see yourself, anything is possible. But when you don't see yourself then you you think that what you're taught is all that will ever be. And don't get me wrong, I love I love, I I love the way my parents raised me and I'm very blessed. But I'm saying like there are a lot of kids who are not the same in the sense that they feel pressure to be certain things because of their parents. Your parents your mom and dad are gonna get angry at you for how long? And then after that they're gonna have to get over it. 
They're going to have to get over it. But at least you will have done what you, what you knew what you were meant to do. I know that the reason why I'm, in, I'm doing um, journalism and, and stuff like that is because I want to see more women of color being anchors. I want to see more women of, of colors writing stories about refugees and minorities in a proper way. Not in a way that, oh, you know, this person from this, like from a story. Like I know what it's like to be a refugee. I know what it's like to be an... Um, to have friends who are immigrants. It's, I know what it's like to, to struggle. I know what it's like to not being able, uh, what it's like not, to, not being able to speak a language or, or being in a country where you feel so displaced. But that's why I do what I do, so that when other people see me, that they can be like, oh, I can do journalism because Harriet's doing journalism. For me, it all started with Oprah Winfrey. As a, of a mess, she's such a mess. But for, like the thing is, honestly, when I saw her, as a child doing TV and being able to talk about whatever she wanted and being able to have made so much money of it and such a such an empire from it, it inspired me. Because then I saw I was like, wow, I can do that one day. You know, I can I can have my own thing, this, this and that. I can I can be on TV. Like whatever it is. I've always loved TV. And I've always loved entertainment. But the thing is it's like being able, like, watching my, my brothers, my brother and my sisters who are all doing really creative things, it is such a blessing because it allows other people who don't feel like they can or have been told that they can't, that they can. Representation is important because we need, we need TV shows, we need radio shows, we need stories, we need books. We, like, we need everything that represents the world that we live in. And the world that we live in is not black and white. Uh, the world we live in is multicolored. The world that we live in is multi opinionated and the world that we live in is multifaceted meaning and, and complex meaning that people even characters on tv you meet a black person is not the same it's not every black person and you meet is going to be the same it's not every asian person you're going to meet is going to be the same that is why we need stories that represent us in the because tr- it's the thing you can just put me in there like i've seen some black people just be thrown into a film i'm like what are you doing there besides being a tree do you want I will, do you need gardening? Like, first of all, what's the point of you putting them? Or they'll be putting one agent in the back, running, walking past, just as a form. Oh, yeah, there's diverse, diversity where? You know, good and well in a neighbor. Like, neighbors is just one of those things that give me a headache. In a neighborhood, like, I can understand by, um, what's it called? Uh... Home and away because okay, but even that there are they, I can understand because how many African families you know live near the beach? But there has to be one or two, and why not tell us those stories of one or one or two of those? Or you have to like neighbors. It's a neighborhood. There's no there's no criteria besides the fact that you have a house in a neighborhood that you should be able to to do that show. Okay, I hope what I said makes sense. But I think representation matters. It matters because it allows you to create spaces and to be in rooms that that look like the world that we live in and if you watch something or you listen to music and for example because i know there are my like in my family my brother makes indie music and there are not many like he makes like his music is really you know catered like he there's not many black guys who make the music that he makes you know when he started out people would be like why doesn't he do rap music like but the truth is Look at him now. He ha- now he gets the opportunity to reach an audience of people all over the world who, who, are, who are the same, who look like him and may not look like him, but they believe that they can do it. 
You know, if you write stories and you know you're the best story writer ever, how many stories do you know that tell the stories from your perspective? They're needed. If, you know, if you're tired of seeing the same shows every day, start writing some scripts. If you're tired of watching the same movies every day, start, start creating shots. Start filming. Like, if you're tired of listening to the same, like, um, stuff on the radio, create a podcast. AKA, that's why we're here. Anyway, I hope that helps you guys. And I hope that you guys had... Um, Enjoy what I said. If you have any opinions or anything to add on, please feel free to follow me on my Instagram. May you remember to always smile. Not always smile, because sometimes you just be getting angry. But what I'm saying is, like, just always remember to be a positive force in the world. And um, that you can do anything you want to. And if there's no representation of that, be the first person to do that for the rest of us, okay? Anyway, I'll see you guys next week. And bye-bye.